0: Hi, welcome back to the Quantum Leap podcast. David Wolf here with the ubiquitous, ever-present Terry Estrovac with me, uh, and um, we were just talking offline before I started recording about uh, an experience I had last night. And as you know, I'm working on the Quantum Leap process in my own career, uh, specifically uh, within the real estate space, and uh, growing that as a newbie in the business, uh, and. So I had a chocolate square and I had a swig of coffee before I went to sleep. And I don't highly recommend that if you're the slightest bit insomniac. And uh, the result of it was tossing and turning and tossing and turning. And I, out of that, I picked up my phone and I shot myself an email with with a bunch of ideas. A lo- so I'll call it a long list of sort of ways that I can sort of reframe how I'm thinking about positioning in my marketplace. Real estate is... I'm in commercial real estate, it's very competitive, and ultimately I've got to convince people uh, or persuade them that I'm the guy that should market their property, so as we were getting ready to roll the podcast this morning, Terry said, why don't we start with that story, because I've got a great uh, hit on how to do this show, so... Terry, with that, I'll uh, toss it to you. You've you've heard my story now twice for our listeners. They've now heard it, and uh, you can kind of reframe all of this, right?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, in fact, as as you were talking about it, and I had already decided that what we would talk about today related to that area. So let's start off with the example that you that you came up with, that you'd had um, a, a little piece of chocolate and some, some coffee, and, uh, and then suddenly found that you couldn't sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> and said to yourself probably, I wonder why this is happening. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and wondering to yourself why right. you allowed yourself when right. you know very well that that's not something you need to be doing before you go to sleep. In fact, it goes even further for me I know that if I eat late in the evening I also find myself having difficulty digesting food late at night and then uh, and have to give myself an opportunity. but it really boils down to a frame of mind. Uh, there many times and, and in fact I'll ask the question of you and maybe the our audience as well and that is do you ever have a feeling that something's not quite right? in in our attitudes or or in the situation we're in at any particular moment, and we find it difficult to focus on the present, the present moment. I remember many years ago, for instance, that a friend of mine, unfortunately died a few years ago as well, came to see me, and we'd set up an appointment. He was a journalist, and he wanted to discuss with me a a publication, and he he wanted to interview me, in fact, for the publication. And uh, I knew him pretty well. I'd known him for many years. And um, after about three minutes of talking with him, and I was hesitant and I was spluttering a little bit. I don't know exactly why that happened. But I said to him, John, Mm -hmm. do you mind if we postpone this appointment right at this moment? I said, I'm just not quite into it at this very moment. I've got things on my mind that are, that are bothering me, and as a result of that, I can't give you my full attention, and you deserve my full attention. And by not giving you my full attention at this moment, I'm actually doing you a disservice because you know that I'm not giving you my full attention. So there was something just battling or, or revolving in my mind again and again and again, and he was asking me to focus on, on the interview, and I just wasn't quite there. And so... Uh, I, that's what I said to him. I said, do you mind if we postpone it? And he said, certainly. And I just explained to him, I just said, look, it's, it's not right for you. And, it's, and, and certainly I don't feel good about doing this either because, uh, because I'm, not, I'm, I'm being disrespectful in a way. Mm-hmm. And so here's the point. Does that ever happen to, any, to you maybe, David, or to any of the listeners that are listening at this moment where we suddenly do, are not present in that moment? So we think, we yes, think, I,
0: yes, I, I would characterize it in my case as a distraction. It's not a yes. bright and shiny object, but it's a momentary, you've called them sort of washes of fear. Well, this may not be, or may or may not be fear related, but it's a thought that's tangential to what's actually going on in the moment. It's caused by, it's triggered by a distraction or your own genesis of a thought that was triggered yes. by what what may or may not be happening in the present. Anyway, that's my,
1: and basically it is a fear. Really, that's the yes. point behind it. Yes. So, you know, there are a lot of people that 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 uh, love to talk about things that have gone wrong in their lives, and we might say to ourselves, "Why do these people always talk about these negative areas?" Um, in fact, one of my clients called me in the last week and said, "You know, Terry, the last session that we had, all I did was moan and complain the whole time, and I and I feel terrible because I'm an executive uh, in, in a big company and I shouldn't be talking about stuff like that." I said. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. There's no reason in the world why you shouldn't be talking about those things. Who are you going to be talking to? Right. I mean, you don't want to burden your wife with all these things necessarily. I mean, uh, business, business issues, and you. There's certainly nobody at work that you want to talk to about these things either, because it's not. Uh, it's not something that they should be privy to at that moment. But you need to get it off your chest, and so we talked a little bit more about it. In other words, we've got, we've got a, a, maybe a million thoughts or maybe even just one thought that's stopping us at that moment from being totally present in the situation. And I, somebody once told me this, uh, this uh, gave me a word, that's what it was, gave me this word and called it a breakdown. Hmm. We have a breakdown in our thinking or a breakdown in our lives, and here is the moment where we actually have to address it and acknowledge that it exists rather than pretending that it doesn't exist mm-hmm. because it's, it's affecting us internally and or subconsciously, and we're not consciously able to give ourselves fully to that moment. And this is the thought. The thought is if we only express it. Now, we don't have to go on expressing it again and again and again to m- many different people. Sometimes we think just by talking about it we will resolve the problem. And that's just as bad as, as not doing anything about it anyway. We actually have to attend to the issue.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, most of us you know, are, 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 I mean I, I didn't think I'd ever be talking about this, but let me talk about it for this moment. Hmm. It actually came up in an article that I, that I read on the internet the other day about the dangers of positivity. <laughs> that's, well, that's the point. We're so inclined to good news – and to being in a good frame of mind and wanting everything to go well, that sometimes we don't take the trouble to attend to things that are not going well. Now, that doesn't mean to say that they're negative thoughts, but there are, there are issues that we need to attend to, and we need to resolve them, because until they're resolved, we can't give ourselves fully to what's going on at that moment. And that's what this, uh, this idea is, that we do have a breakdown, And we actually declare a breakdown. We say, this is a breakdown. And if we're talking with somebody where we know that there's something wrong in the relationship at that moment or something that hasn't been said or something that's been said incorrectly, we need to face it and actually do something about it in order to cause a breakthrough in that mentality. That's the idea behind it. Yeah, Because our subconscious mind is actually driving us.
0: Talk, David. No, sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there. Um, I like this idea of the subconscious mind driving us and I want to hear more about that. Basically, what I was going to recap is this is about re- a recognition, a pause for the cause. It's, And I like the way you distinguish it from negative thinking. It's, that too is something to attend to. But you're talking about just looking at an objective, uh, taking an objective view of a situation. And looking at a methodical series of steps to resolve a situation that is resolvable in the business, in the life, in the mechanics, in the logistics, in the relationship, whatever it might be, right? Yes.
1: And and so, if we just, number one, acknowledge it. Now, what does acknowledging mean? I mean, how can we go out and be, you know, being an acknowledger? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very focused on the idea that that words that we use have to, or particularly verbs, have to be actions that we take that actually create word pictures. So the word "acknowledge" doesn't actually say anything. There's no word picture that necessarily right. comes from that. Right. It could. Some some people are very uh, creative and will come up with, with with a thought, but most people say, "Well, okay, how do I?" I mean, look at me right now. Do I look as if I'm acknowledging? <laughs> Because there's nothing happening. Acknowledge means we actually say something to somebody. We either tell somebody else about it, or we talk to the individual with whom we have an issue.
0: That's and the we, actionable uh, step. In other words, right? Acknowledge is quiet verbalizing it. Yeah. yeah, verbalizing
1: it is the acknowledgement. That's the step. We have to say to them, "I feel this is a breakdown." And get them to acknowledge it by saying, "Yes, it is a breakdown. Let's talk about it and clear the air." So, the second part of it, after after verbalizing it, first of all, internally acknowledging it; second of all, verbalizing it to somebody, and then, or the person that's involved in the issue. It could be fear, it could be a misunderstanding of some kind, or something that we're not sure about. So, <clears throat> when Carnegie, for instance, wrote about how to stop worrying and start living, how to, how to get rid of stress and tension in our lives. That's the, Those are the new words that, that, that they use. When he was around, it was stress. It was just how to stop worrying. It means that we've got these negative thoughts floating around in our minds and we're not attending to them at that moment. Mm-hmm. And we need to, uh, uh, to acknowledge them, meaning we have to verbalize it, get it out into the open, talk about it, and release ourselves from the tension of not knowing what to do about it so that we can move on. We actually cannot move on until that's gone. Hmm. That's really the idea behind it. Hmm. So there we are in our offices, uh, in business, let's say, or in our relationships with families. And, you know, many times they talk about, well, there's an elephant in the room meaning there's a big issue that hasn't been been attended to and brave people. And there are times when we need to be courageous and brave, face the issue by simply saying, this is a breakdown. Let's acknowledge it. Let's talk about it. Let's get it out in the open and let's come up with a solution that will resolve it. And then only then can we move on with it. That's the idea behind it. And so, You know, I'm kind of a very private thinker. That's my nature or my style of thinking. Whenever something comes up that's negative, I want to sort of bury it for a moment and think about it and ponder about it and ruminate on it and uh, think about how I would go about resolving it, but actually not verbalizing it. So the step that I have to take is to actually acknowledge it by verbalizing it to whoever I'm involved with and do something about it. Only at that moment can I move on and, uh, in other words, be present in uh, whatever I'm doing at at any moment without having this baggage around my neck pulling me down.
0: But it's a silent thought process for you as you describe it. It's not – and for you, making it verbal out loud uh, enables you – that's your form of acknowledgement. That's the actual moment where – where you can now take it on. And then the, I'm sure the thought process about solving it is a very different matter for you because uh, you're highly skilled in those areas. But, but it's for you, it's uh it's an internal silent kind of thing that you need to bring to the bubble it up, if you will. Uh, that's interesting. Yes. I, I'm, I think I may be similar to you in that way, but are, yes. those listening will have a, a whole variety of ways that they handle these sorts of things, right?
1: Well, let's take you for a moment. You started off the, the conversation this morning very rightly, and you said to yourself you weren't able to sleep, and then immediately you came up with a thought: "Well, there are a whole bunch of things that I need to do that are that are that are holding me back at this moment." Yeah. So you had a whole train of thoughts that that were 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 um, actually. Um, hitting on you at that moment, yeah. that were and that's your mind was racing through all these little things that were stopping you from being as effective as you wanted to be. They may not be fears, but they were things that needed you to attend to them. So the first thing you did this morning was you told me about a few of those things, Right. Simple little things that needed to be attended to, no right. big deal, nothing uh, uh, you know, that, uh, that couldn't be resolved fairly quickly. Right. But by talking about it, it suddenly becomes manageable. We bring it to a conscious level, right. and then it becomes manageable. When we don't bring it to a conscious level, it's just floating around in our minds, sucking our energy and stopping us from moving forward. That's really what I'm getting yeah, at, yeah.
0: I uh, am th- thinking about uh, someone that uh, has been a guest on my radio show, uh, Small Biz America, who talked last week about – it, it, many of us enjoy the process of writing things down and planning, and you could argue even talking about them is in that where we verbalize them, but we don't actually do anything about them. So yeah. business planning tends to take on this uh, role. The work that we do in Quantum Leap, if you don't, if I don't take the function results uh, document and the uh, the monthly uh, action planning uh, uh, document, um, and actually execute. We could really be in a loop of just planning and sort of resolving things verbally, but never actually taking them to market if you will so exactly. I sort of had a fear of that because i do I'm being a creative person by nature I do enjoy thinking on paper and making lists, and you know he was talking about the fact that some of us make lists and lists and lists and lists, and, lists and nothing ever nothing ever moves from the list into reality exactly. That. <laughs>
1: And and that's what you said to me. You and you mentioned a couple of things. Why don't you just mention some of them that you feel comfortable? Well, I have
0: sure. I have. I feel comfortable with any and all of them. The real estate is uh, essentially a marketing business. So my idea there was that I need to take what I know about marketing and still am learning about marketing, and and take it to this real estate, commercial investment real estate venue. So. What does that mean? It means creating a YouTube channel so that I can do video tours of the properties. It, it means I have some new lists of uh, possible targets that I've uncovered, like family offices who invest in real estate properties, and this is something that I could help them find what they're looking for in terms of... Uh, in terms of investment options out there. Um, and there were a host of others, but they were all sort of the either ideas about ways that I could market or kind of looking backward at what I already know, like I know how to interview people and the idea of incorporating into uh, the Small Biz America syndicated radio program um, more experts in real estate for the reason to invite them and connect them and bring them onto the show. It's a wonderful way to network. So... Um, all
1: of those things. Uh, yes. Yeah, so right. What I'm suggesting is that. All right. So you thought through those things, but until you've actually uh, nailed it down, yeah, and taken an action step. In right. other words, written down, almost made an appointment with yourself. In fact, you you said one thing. I actually wrote an email to myself about one of yeah. these things. That's an acknowledgement. So. There, you, you're saying is that there's a breakdown in 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 the process that I'm working in at the moment that may be holding me back, and I need to do something about it. And the moment you say that to yourself, you actually say, "Okay, this is something that's holding me back. That's kind of a breakdown that's of some right. kind." That's right. Then you make a breakthrough in that thinking, and the breakthrough in the thinking simply says, "At this moment, I'm going to do something about it." And you make you you either, as you said, wrote an uh, an email to yourself, maybe forcing yourself to set up an appointment when you would do something or you call somebody uh, and and tell them about it. It's at that moment where you translate the thoughts into action that makes the difference. And that's what relieves that sort of inner turmoil that 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 holds us almost in limbo for, for long periods. So if any of our listeners out there are listening to this idea of being in limbo and wanting to get out of it, the way to do it is to immediately cause some form of action. And that's going to make the difference.
0: Well, this mechanism, you know, we've talked a little bit about chemical reactions when you were speaking about your scientist and that uh, you are the quantum leap catalyst and one plus one equals three. Uh, You know, this mechanism you're talking about, you know, it's easy to sort of get stuck on the, oh, this isn't working and sort of whine about it or feel bad about it. But what you're really, this is. Um, it's a very healthy process to break down and then rebuild based on the breakdown. It's just simply a way of identifying opportunities. It's not a bad thing when you say um, a breakdown. I mean, but it could be by some heard that way or felt emotionally like it's a bad thing, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly that. Thanks for putting that spin on it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And also the idea that we have to be brave and courageous and actually do something about it rather than just talking about it. So some people spend their whole lives just talking about the issues, the problems that they've got instead of doing something about them. You know, they (laughs) and they and they find people that will willingly enable them to, uh, to, to keep that conversation going instead of actually doing something about it. <laughs> so that's really what I'm talking about. I mean, in the last few days, I've been working on an issue that's been bothering me as well, and that is the issue of social media. Um, I'm not terribly good at uh, social media and promoting social media, and so I made a decision that I needed to find somebody that would assist me with that. Sure. And I have found that person, and I'm going to s- literally after i finish this broadcast this morning i'll give her a call and we'll start working on a proce- process Fantastic. To, that's great yeah to market to market uh, through social media more effectively than anything i'm doing right at this moment mm-hmm. and to make an investment in it as well mm-hmm. and make sure that it works but I know that's going to make a huge difference to the forward steps that I need to take in promoting my business, as you doing it with your business.
0: Right, right. And so experienced that's initially that's as a breakdown, and then converted into a very positive step. One plus one equals three, and moving on to quantum that's leap. It's good stuff. it's right. wow, great stuff. Yeah, Terry, now that's, that's great. what we're talking about. And of course, and
1: then just finally to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about this in terms of quantum leap thinking, then quantum leaps thinking says if we have a series or a habit pattern. Of constantly being held back by negative thoughts that are flowing through our minds and not doing something about them. They're not necessarily negative thoughts, but they need there are things that need attention. Right. And we need to do something about them. We cannot have we cannot create quantum leaps in our lives until we can put those things to rest and move forward to the next step. Yes. So the challenges yes. that we've got have to be tackled. Literally on a daily basis, if not many times during any one day, instead of letting these things hang around our neck and, as I said, and and, and pull us down, we need to break through that pattern and make sure that it works. That's what quantum leap thinking is about
0: the breakdown breakthrough Terry Ostroviak you can find him of course at uh, his website QLCAT QLCATCAT.com as in Quantum Leap Catalyst 1 plus 1 equals 3 we'll see you next week on this podcast right here thanks for listening and uh, Terry thank you
1: thank you David